Welcome to Songs That Make Your Hair Stand Up, a podcast dedicated to the celebration and spreading of the most potent virus known to humankind, kick-ass music. We'll drill down on those songs that provoke such strong emotional responses that the hair on your body literally stands up. The sound of music is universal. Lend me your ears and join the exploration of songs that make your hair stand up. I'm the Casual Observer, and I'm about to press play. Welcome back, my friends. That is The Search, off the album American Garage by the Pat Metheny Group, released in 1979, their second studio album after their self-titled and legendary debut album, The Pat Metheny Group. You know, I teased this episode's selection at the end of the previous pod, and I'll be honest, this is not the song I was originally planning on covering. I had originally thought that we'd cover the title song, American Garage. And while I definitely encourage every one of you to go and listen to that track, when it comes to songs that make your hair stand up, this one has it beat. Every track on this album has its own life force and can almost be compared to the climate in the Northeast United States, which goes something like... You spend enough time here, you're likely to experience four different seasons over the span of four consecutive hours at some point. It's wild, but it's actually true. So, the search. My folks were pretty obsessed with Pat Metheny during this time period. It's easy to see why. This was jazz for everyone who wanted melodic and memorable song heads. They wanted tonal exploration and the improv associated with the genre. But this was also clearly something very different and fresh. This was a style of composition and mood exploration, quite different from his contemporaries at the time. So I'm referring to artists like Chick Corea, John Schofield, John McLaughlin, Keith Jarrett. These cats were also pushing the boundaries of jazz And they were also, without question, masters of their instruments. But their compositions were never quite as eh, accessible as those uh, by the Pat Metheny group during the comparable time period, late 70s, early to mid 80s. So this album, along with their previous album, were in heavy rotation in my family home. And these are the kinds of tunes that are almost exclusively about feel, about mood, and 
and emotion because there's not a single lyric to be found other than drummer Dan Gottlieb counting off the intro to the tune American Garage. Awesome. I recommend you listen to it. So when you're in that permanent sponge mode as a kid, hearing all sorts of stuff, soaking it all in, certain songs, uh, unsurprisingly, leave a larger impression than others. And this tune, The Search, always sucked me in immediately with this oral vortex, offering multiple spots along the way to let your emotional imagination soar, for you to feel yearning, to cry even, and ultimately be released back into whatever reality you were temporarily ripped away from with the equivalent of like a Looney Tunes uh, head shake or a pinch me so that I know I'm not dreaming kind of thing. So those of you who know and love this tune will know exactly why I'm picking this specific section to dive into first. It is gorgeous. This is keyboardist Lyle May's acoustic piano solo starting at about the one minute mark just after the song head finishes. And in keeping with traditional song form for jazz compositions, it's usually time for a solo. Listen for the remarkable tension between the melodic restraint in his right hand, the increasing tension created by more and more left hand syncopation, and ultimately this brimming over and emotional release in the melody, which haltingly makes its way forward in his right hand. right? Uh, So, naturally, the next place we'll travel after that gorgeous piece of music is the transition into the next section of the song where Metheny starts his solo with this super cool little run up the neck of his guitar, tastefully anticipating the full embrace of the one, which is where he eventually lands. And 
Really quickly, his sound and energy provide a distinct redefining of the tune after Lyle Mays' aching piano solo. Dan Gottlieb, the drummer, also transitions from this tight and controlled uh, closed hi-hat pattern from the previous section into this more expansive-sounding ride cymbal pattern. So the song now is more driving, and it's a more confident expression of the song's original melody, which you heard coming right out of this episode's intro. Metheny's solo here is said to have been his first experimentation with studio overdubbing, using his 12-string guitar to record three separate harmonies which create this full and rich sound that we hear on this recording. Listen how Metheny, just like Mays during the previous solo, builds anticipation and tension by frequently playing way behind the count. So the result for the listener is like being held in a state of suspension where the continued onslaught of sounds and meter variations has you deep underwater, like pumping your arms and legs quicker and quicker, trying to reach the surface so that you can break through and finally catch your breath, which eventually does occur around the 3 minute and 17 second mark. Now, let's circle back to the intro to the song, which is a flute-like melody that Lyle Mays plays on an Oberheim synthesizer. And here's what I love. When you examine musicians by generation, you discover a significant number of them gravitate toward the edge of where sound or musical style and musical technology are in that moment. And guys like Herbie Hancock and Lyle Mays were definitely on the expansive forefront of synthesizer technology. So to have the polyphonic Oberheim synth featured so prominently and so fittingly on this progressive jazz album is a testament to the times and to Lyle Mays and Pat Metheny as players and composers. Uh, It's such an ephemeral and expressive sound. The Oberheim melody also comes back to finish the song off in the same delicate way that it begins the tune. The gang finally adds a few bars uh, to the Oberheim melody in the form of a coda to sort of signal and summarize for the listener that the end is nigh and that the motifs and emotions of the past nearly five minutes are about to resolve Incidentally, on a beautiful E major chord. 
and you're sort of gently set down on one of those puffy clouds that you've been soaring over for the past 4 minutes and 48 seconds. It never gets old. So if this is your first exposure to Pat Metheny, I definitely recommend going back to his first release as a solo artist called Bright Size Life, recorded in 1975, released in 1976. Bright Size Life is a somewhat more conventional jazz album, but Metheny's unmistakable sound and talent as well as his bandmates, Bob Moses on drums and Jaco Pastorius on electric bass, they make Bright Size Life a genre-defining masterpiece, as well as a monster solo debut for Metheny, who's now into his fifth decade as a trailblazing musician with 20 Grammys to his name. Like I said, monster. And don't forget, the whole reason this pod exists is because I believe these songs have such a power, such a life force, that I'm almost obligated to share that enthusiasm with you before I'm dead and gone. It's that important. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Songs That Make Your Hair Stand Up. Again, today's selection was The Search by the Pat Metheny Group, off their second album called American Garage, recorded and released in 1979. Buy it, stream it, but whatever you do, listen to it. Tune in to the next episode, where we'll feature a track by Alice in Chains that is sure to make your hair stand up, same as it did mine. Until then, I'm the Casual Observer, and I am 